You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. And welcome back to Castle Rock Critical, a podcast covering Hulu's Castle Rock brought to you by the fan critical team. Hooray. Hooray. I have returned. The prodigal son is back wow. in the hot seat. You've called yourself that. Yeah. So. Uh, for this one, I've been away for a few weeks. Lens one fan um, is overjoyed. Thank, yeah. I want to thank the, uh, his mum. I want to thank the team for covering for me. Yeah, she does listen. So yeah. I joy. Hello, Joy. Not the Joy no. in the show. We've talked about that already. I want to thank the guys for covering for me the last few shows. Uh, really appreciate it. Did a great job. Gareth last week was in the hot seat. Emma, I know you've been in the hot seat. Lucy's been in the hot seat. Yeah, nailing Lots of it. people in the hot seat. Um, there was the hashtag bring Len back. It was trending. He is back. Yeah, so, trending in the Leonard household. Yes. You, you made up that hashtag. And it only yes. trended that one time you put it in our WhatsApp group. Yes, but still it trended. So if anything, <laughs> anyway, thank you for covering. And we're here. Um, so the voices that you hear are Emma. Hello. Hello. And Gareth. Hello. Now, I uh, wasn't here for last last week's absolute bombshell. The word. Um, the return of the kid. That was bloody mental, that was. I was going absolutely insane when I was watching that late at night over here. Um, you... You, I, I could tell, I, I was, I could tell that you would have instantly regretted the fact that you weren't going to be in the pod yep. as soon as that reveal happened. I was annoyed that I wasn't in that one. Um, the discussion was good. The reveal was amazing. Uh, it would have been a five blueberry episode for me last week. I know that was the way you guys went as well. Emma did. Emma I went, did. I went, you went four. four. You gave an extra four. two for just having that kid thing going on. Someone that, has that to was amazing. It. it was an amazing end. Yeah, someone had to... Oh, no, I would have given it a five, Emma, because I, I, that was that blew my mind. No, I did. Uh, I don't know whether it was a shock value. Yeah, no, it, it just got me. I loved it. Um, mm. This season's been so inconsistent, though, hasn't it? <laughs> it has I, been like a roller coaster. Don't spoil what we're about to talk about. Yeah, but I just want to bring it up right now. I just think yeah. it's just so inconsistent. I can't get over how good last week was and then this week we'll, we'll come on to right now um bizarre episodes i'm gonna stay off the bat 34 minutes long why so short was it only i mean what, what yeah. is going on with that runtime i know it's an on-demand service and they can do what they want with the episode that has to be the shortest episode of castle rock ever yeah uh, i'll throw it to emma first because i watched it with gareth here as well just did a rewatch. Aww. 
Emma, what were your thoughts on this episode then? Give me give me your blueberry score as well and explain the bloobs. I mean, we don't need to explain it at this point, but just know. in case we've got any new listeners, just let them know what we're talking about with all these delicious little blueberries. Did you say in case we've got any listeners? No, new <laughs> listeners, Gareth. <laughs> oh, right, new okay. listeners, yes. I was going to say, that would make a change. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, firstly, I didn't realise it was only 34 minutes. Um, that That's mm. new for me. Um, I did think that I had a lot of my evening left after I watched it last night compared to usual. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah. it yep. clearly didn't occur to me that it was so short. Um, I Actually, I didn't mind this episode. I mean, it, yeah, last week was amazing and that bombshell was incredible. Um, I just thought this episode was all right. I, um, I enjoyed, for the first time, and, you know, I think Gaz, you and I talked about this last week, for the first time I actually quite enjoyed the Marston House. Um, okay. and that was quite interesting. I liked seeing a bit more of Joy and Annie. Um, I would have liked to have seen the aftermath of, of Pop from last week, which felt like it was Yeah, where missing. the fuck's Pop? Who knows? <laughs> where man? is he? He's, uh, he's just gone to Fucking hell, that's clubs. weird. Um, you know. We've got Tim Robbins. Let's not use him. Okay. Well, he is very why, expensive. Why? You know. Yeah, yeah maybe. Budget, he's charging right? by the episode. Oh, he could have got a couple of minutes in this. Only 34, for fuck's sake. Because right, then he ha- they have to pay him for the whole episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, overall, I, I, considering it was such a short episode and, and it was coming off the back of something that was pretty bloody spectacular, um, I didn't think it was that bad. And I know there's been a bit of backlash, been like, this is shit, I hate it. Um, I Average for me. Um, but not awful. So uh, mm. I will give you my blueberries. And for anybody who uh, is new, welcome. Stick around. This is a great podcast. You're going to love it. Uh, the blueberry system is very simple. We rate everything on a scale of zero to five blueberries. Zero is the worst. Five is the best. And there can be no halves because that would be nonsense. Um, no halves. I've, I've got that down to a T, to be honest. Um, I... I'm actually going to give this a four blue, which I think might be a bit... Are you... What? Yeah, b- I mean, because no, I no, enjoyed no, no, it. There's no, no such thing as a wrong opinion, but you're wrong. Um... <laughs> See, this is what happens when Len comes back, the Len Tatership. Um, no. Yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, no, do you know what? Um, because I enjoyed it and it moved the story along a little bit and it, mm-hmm. it, it was interesting. It was different and it didn't like leave last week hanging. So, yeah, I mean, it's a four blue for me. Okay. Well, as I said, that's the beauty of the uh, of opinions. You're allowed them, Emma. Yeah. And we've allowed you to be on this podcast and we've allowed you to have that opinion. Yeah, so you've think allowed next me time, to yeah? get up to record at 7am. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. Thanks. Well, try getting up at 4.30am. Let's not get political. <laughs> no. uh, Gareth, thoughts on the episode, please. Emma. That was a bombshell from Emma, to be fair. That was a bombshell. And to be honest, that review, Emma was far more coherent and interesting than anything that happened in this episode of TV <laughs> that I just watched. Honestly, I thought it was awful. Like, I, I thought it was awful. Not even just mm. like, oh, this is this is one of Castle Rock's poorer episodes. I, I, I don't want to say this because I've, despite having a bit of a shaky start for me, I've, I have enjoyed this season of, of Castle Rock. It's been inconsistent, but overall I've enjoyed it. And, you know, the, the, the bombshell last, last week got me really excited about what was to come. This episode was a mess. Um, <laughs> the acting was shocking. It, from a whole host of different 
characters. The extras. It was shocking. Yeah. The extras in this were, so were, were, were appalling. But but even some of the regulars had some terrible moments. Well, I'm sure we'll come on to them. There were expositionary lines in this. Yeah, they, that, were, they were cracking me up. I mean, watch. why would you wait until you arrive at the hospital before telling your mate, check out the joint and shoot anyone you see? <laughs> right. Okay, you've told them that now. Just, just in time for do now. Do it on the drive over. Do yeah. it on the drive yeah. over. What were they talking about Be on the way covert. over? What were they talking about on the way over that they couldn't mention what they were on the way to the hospital yeah. for? The pacing was all over the place. It, I just couldn't follow what, like, how I was supposed to feel or what emotions were supposed to be created. I, I, I think the only redeemable feature of this episode was one cool piece of sledgehammer use. That's that was it. cool. I'm. <laughs> about I'm gonna. Uh, this is maybe controversial. I can't wait. But for I've, this. I have to say what I feel, and this is a one blueberry yeah. episode. Curse for that coming. <laughs> yeah, it's brutal. I, I I just didn't like it at all. Not many shows get a one blue they really rating don't. on and an episode. Ca- Walking Dead Rock. used to have a few. Not Castle Rock either. Like you know, at its worst, it has some two blue moments, but. This is this is a, a new low for me. I really, really hated this rushed mess yeah. of an episode. Yeah. Ouch. Ouch. My thoughts then. Um, it was a baffling episode. Mm. What were they thinking here? What the thing that I find the problem with this is look, there there are actually things that I like in this episode, but my main problem with it is you've just had this amazing reveal where yep. you've gone, actually, you know what? this isn't an isolated story. We're linking it back to season one. And I was like, okay, wicked. So it gives us so much context. But that last episode gave us so much context on season one. Now you can rewatch season one and go, the kid is a malevolent creature, you know, and it it makes you look at some of the decisions that were made during that season in a completely different way. You look at characters differently, like Lacey, Pangborn even. You look at all these things and that's fascinating to me. And I was like, okay, so the kid's not in the cage anymore. Well, <laughs> where's Henry? Where's the kid? Where, where are they? We're yeah, going to have to see them. You can't drop that bombshell, wait another week. Because you've just, what they've just done with that episode last week is I think, you know, this season has had a viewership drop off. And we've noticed that just from talking to people about it. And mm. we, you know, are a podcast that has a lot of listeners covering this show. And even the listenership is down because the viewership is down, right? Yeah. Now I get I can show you it's I can, the show's fault, not ours. Well, obviously. But I can show obviously Gareth. <laughs> but I can tell you that like, you know, we had more listens last week, the viewership of the show went up after last week, people heard about that reveal, they went and watched the episode, mm. they clawed back a bit of momentum as a show, yep. and then they've just lost it completely. Yep. And and it baffled me. Uh, but I did like some things in here. I liked not, not the first time yeah. that they've lost momentum either. I would say no. On, this has been episodes. a very uphill, downhill yeah. season, and I, I think they've really struggled to sort of. I think they're struggling to marry these two storylines together. Vanny <laughs> yeah, Wilkes' origin it. story, Goo People, yeah, and now they've thrown the kid in there as well, which gave the Goo People <laughs> something very interesting they because without purpose. the kid, yeah, without yeah. the kid. It's one of the worst TV storylines I've ever seen. Mm. I'm telling you now, I hate the goo people. Yep. I hate them. Agreed. I hate Ace. I think he's <laughs> devoid of any sort of personality. Yep. And I get that, that he's a goo person. But these French people had personalities. 
Like, <laughs> not all French people are devoid of characteristics and personalities, you know? I don't know where if they is did. Where is this... Where is this... Char- well, well, fair. But where is this... Don't char- worry, mate. We don't have character? any listeners in France. You can tell what you want. <laughs> but where is this character? Like, it just is... As a villain, I'm just... I hate him. I, every time he's on screen, I'm like, oh, I'm so bored mm-hmm. of him. I'm so bored of him. Yeah. And Annie obviously elevates the show to a level that is great. Tim Robbins elevates elevates the show. But when one of these two characters is missing in an episode, you fucking notice it like anything. Like it, yeah. when you when you lose quality actors. Mm. Um, I really enjoyed the season, but it's a roller coaster. It's a roller coaster of blueberries. It's a two blueberry <laughs> for me, which is the lowest I've ever scored an episode of Castle Rock. Um, there's been a couple of times this season where I've wanted to do that as well. And I've, I've talked myself out of it. In retrospect, I should have maybe scored episode, I think it was episode four or two, um, maybe. But, and I wasn't here for one of them where I felt it could have been a two as mm. well. But this, this for me was a, just a missed opportunity. You know, they got two episodes to bring it round. Right, Emma? They've... Now, I'm starting to wonder from this disparity in scores... Whether A, I'm still asleep. B, I've watched the wrong episode. Season one, episode seven, The Queen. <laughs> yeah. Season seven, season one, episode seven, The Queen. Greatest episode ever. Um, so, or, or C, whether I've kind of got to the point in this season where I got to with a couple of other shows where I'm just enjoying it for what it is, and yeah, I mm. think Walking Dead being one. I didn't, I didn't want to shame it, but I will. Yeah, like The Walking Dead, and I, um, I, I think I just stopped being too analytical about it yesterday after that bombshell last week well, and i just sat there you, you, quite... you can adjust your scores you can adjust your parameters as well can't you like if well, you yeah. start going all right this is where this is this shows at this shows that yeah then even even sort of what would normally be like a three blueberry episode because it's it's good for the show good for the, the show, show yeah. give it four or five no, i think castle rock's um standard is pretty high like i think i think, so. I think season one was Barring the ending, which a lot of people had a problem with, and now actually the ending's very good. If you look at episode the, yeah, last genius. week's episode, now you look back at season one, it's really good. So here's, so, a, here's a question for you, Len. It's annoying me. Do you, yeah, go on. Do you think that when that ending of season one happened, they'd already worked out what they were going to do with season two? They must have. Or they must have. They must. You, they must have done that. Do you think they're trying to make up for it now? No, I mean, imagine that. They get halfway through shooting this season. They're like, oh, fucking, this is terrible. Let's throw the kid in there. Well, I genuinely think they had that like plan that. from the start. Yeah, I, I feel like they had the plan from the start. You don't go into a show and not plan for a second season. You have that in your mind. They yeah, All right. writers and, and showrunners have, have it blotted out what the major points will be in each season. Mm. And if they get that many seasons. But they will also have a natural ending planned where the show could finish. Because the nature of American television um, and any television is you can get cancelled at any point. And we've seen so many shows go out that way. Um, and But they have to ha- still have a satisfying ending. Uh, but that's enough of our thoughts. Let's jump into the plot. Uh, but before we get there, quick advert. Hello, yes, just a quick advert plugging uh, Fan Criticals Wears, Castle Rock Criticals Wears. If you are listening to this on the Castle Rock Critical channel, please do subscribe and send us a review. We love getting the reviews. Um, love them. Had quite a few recently and they brighten our afternoons, our mornings and our evenings. Don't know why I said it in that order. That was weird. Um, <laughs> we also have another podcast going on at the moment called Watchmen Watchers uh, covering HBO's that one's my Watchmen. Favorite. That is you know, I love Castle Rock, I do. Yeah. But Watchmen this season, oh boy, that is a great show. Great um show. if you haven't seen it, check it out and then give us a listen. 
Watchmen Watchers. You'll see our little fan critical logo and everything. Just subscribe to that. Review that. Check us out. It's really Listen good fun. To us, the three minute men. Yeah, me, John, and Gareth, the three minute men. A um, lot of banter in that one. Um, too much banter. Sometimes takes away from the discussion. Nah, I'm joking. We still have a good discussion. Uh, Emma and Lucy have covered Doctor Sleep for Castle Rock Critical uh, with our, one of our Stephen King retrospectives. Emma has also read the book, and uh, so they'll be going Lucy. through that. And so has Lucy. That is excellent news. Uh, And that will be released imminently. So uh, look out for that one. And just to say, if you want to support us further, please go to patreon.com forward slash fancritical. On there, you'll see several tiers where you can donate some monies to us that help us produce content uh, like our Stephen King retrospectives in the off season, like uh, new podcasts like Watchmen Watchers, like... Our Star Wars podcast will be coming out soon. That extra do- donations enable us to to just have more content, really, which is the most important thing. Uh, we will be releasing new cast it soon. Sorry, we haven't been up to track on that one. There will be a splurge of them coming out in the next few weeks leading up to Christmas. Maybe some Christmas presents and, for our Yeah, Chris, lovely, Chris, lovely Christmas presents. So do check us out there. Go to patreon.com forward slash fancritical. Any extra support would be incredible. Now, let's jump into the plot of episode eight titled dirty yes we're back plot time episode eight dirty now <laughs> why is it called dirty people why why it's, is it called dirty is it what is it for gareth well it's it's her uh, it's it's about the little flash of the little ghostly figure that keeps the mother the mother the ghostly mothery figure um yeah. that annie keeps seeing who yeah. keeps going Oh, she's dirty, 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 clean, dirty baby. clean her, clean, clean her. her, give her uh, sh- sh- some soap. <laughs> <laughs> I think this episode oh, is actually God. written and produced by Christina Aguilera. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, very that's, possible. Maybe. Um, and that would explain some of the bizarre decisions <laughs> that we get this week. Yes. Um, okay, but I actually enjoyed the opening salvo of the episode, which was... Did you? Yeah. Uh, we okay. hear the schisma. First yes. of all, which I love, yeah, because every time we hear the schisma, I'm like, oh, I love the fact that it's tying into season one, and I was like, I'm so up for seeing where we go in this episode. Um, then we see zombie town people carrying the angel statue of the kid through Castle Rock, and we see that there are like hundreds, basically every inhabitant of Castle Rock. Well, yeah, everybody that sees the statue yeah. is entranced. transfixed and by it. it. Oh, yes, it. part of the. Yeah. Marching army. Now I, I like this stuff because, okay. uh, but, but I have some questions. So uh, you know, I like the, the the overhead drone shot of this, these scores of hundreds of people going. That's cool, um, especially with somewhere like Castle Rock that we know. Even though it's supernatural, this is the first event that I can think of which has completely consumed the whole town and Jerusalem's lot. So for me and you, Emma, I guess it's really interesting. Um, so everyone in the town is under the statue spell, which we're assuming is that of the kid, correct? Yeah. Now, why is the statue able to control people, but the kid himself was not able to last season? Maybe because... Yeah, go on, four blueberry, Emma. (laughs) Give us the answer. (laughs) No, it's a good question. Um, And it's it's an intriguing uh, thought. Um, Now, I think it doesn't really make sense because it is a statue. Um, but I will assume. Yeah. What's it made out of? I'll assume it's made out <laughs> of mahogany. magic, um, and it has magic magical mahogany. powers. Uh, maybe, and, and here, here is a potential. Maybe the kid, because he had been locked away for so long, had lost some of his 
essence magical pizzazz uh i'm not really sure and and that's a that's a bit of an inconsistency um and i think it would be interesting to see if in this season what if and when the kid does come back whether he does have those powers or Mm. not um it could also be and and let's be honest he is by now about fucking 10 million years old so maybe he's just lost his touch yeah well we know that he can control people by making them kill each other so maybe he can control people but he's just my my thought is maybe he just didn't want to he knew that this prophecy would fulfill itself that he would be like revered in in 400 years or something you know that's the plan and also uh, also let's be honest it is less easy to get away with that shit in modern times than it is with a group of french settlers in 1609 Mm. um Mm. you know 1619 oh yeah sorry 1619 um or 09 you know either of those years much easier than 2019 uh maybe maybe it's just you're not the history buff here um (laughs) Uh, yeah maybe maybe it's just kind of logistical um and maybe he was Mm. trying maybe he's you know being locked away in a cage has has dulled his power maybe or he wanted to be locked in the cage like we we believed for all that time like his he, he maybe he just gets bored and like like we said last season him being locked away and tormenting these individuals is something that maybe he gets off on like seriously like and and we know that if he knows that in 400 years he's going to be freed by the French goo people, then <laughs> then basically he, he's happy just to, you know, he's bored. He's just trying to like fill his time by tormenting Lacey, tormenting mm. Diva, Pangborn, all these other characters. It That would be interesting. Um, I'm just worried we're not even going to see him this season. I'm worried we're not going to see him. Well, we've only got two episodes left, haven't we? Um, well, yeah, I think I'm worried. If you think about it, 400 years for someone who, who I assume to be um, a character who has lived for thousands of years of an individual or power. 400 years is nothing. Exactly. If he is Randall Flagg or he's someone else like that, exactly. then yeah, completely. Mm. Right, let's uh, let's move on. We then have a bizarre scene where Annie and Joy are brought to the Marston house by the police chief. Now, what is going on here? <laughs> is he a goo person? My first moment of bafflement was like, right. Okay. So he's a goo person. It obviously yeah. is, yeah. Okay. But gooey. Then what? Hold on, hold on. Let me clarify something. Here. Yeah, go on. Last episode, mm. heroes policeman said. Yeah, Abrams mate. Yeah. Said they've they've been taken to the precinct. They're locked up at the precinct. Yeah, and he can't get them. And he can't get them. Well, hold on. Yeah, what's going on? No, here? they haven't. They've been taken to their little shed, their little shack that they live in. And then taken directly to Marston House. This doesn't make any sense. No, I think they were taken to the precinct. When? Last season. I think that's happened off camera. <laughs> Last <laughs> season. <laughs> and then they um, somehow gooed the okay. chief. And now goo chief has brought them there. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, my, that's my theory. The logical answer is that because they couldn't get him, uh, they couldn't get them from the station, they gooed the police chief and yeah. now he's got them. So, you know, happened all behind the scenes. Good old. Come on, guys. If you can't get your own way, goo your, goo oh. your own way. Yeah. That's what I well, say. I also... Uh, didn't Fleetwood Mac sing a song about that? Goo your own way. Goo your own way. Yeah. Leave, leave the singing to me. <laughs> um, so here's the other thing as well. When she comes in and she's like, um, Ace, Ace, what's happening? Ace, why have they done... What, we were why taking, is she being so friendly what, to Ace? Like, you're not mates with Ace. What's happening you here? You killed him with an ice cream scoop. 
Well, no, I mean, <laughs> they did have a drink together and then he took her home and made sure she didn't, you know, She get was pissed. fucking hammered. She, she doesn't, doesn't remember even that. remember that. Uh, can, I, can I interject here? Yes. Thanks. Um, I, you mentioned about Ace earlier. I think he's been a terrible, uh, and I hate to say this and I really apologise because he's probably not awful. I think he's been a terrible fucking actor the whole way through this season. So he's almost, at this point, he's almost laughable and I quite like it. Yeah, but it's daytime TV again, isn't it? It's so daytime TV. Daytime movie now, it, though, it, at least. It, it's daytime TV. It's got to the point now where I wish they would go more daytime TV. Yeah. Like, I was thinking, like, some of the villains in Buffy, like Angel when he turns evil. Spoiler warning for oh, season two of Buffy. Evil Angel. Uh, yeah, Evil Angel. I want something, you know, with a bit more character. And I'm just telling you, he's devoid of it. And I know he's like an invasion of the body snatchers. But sometimes the leaders of these, like, in science fiction tropes, the leaders of, like, I don't know, like, in the faculty and stuff like that, the the main the main character always has a bit more personality. Mm. They're not just a drone. They're like the, the the leader of them. And I just think that Ace is boring. Do you think it's a language barrier? Because let's be honest, four hundred years ago they only spoke old French, so maybe they're no. just struggling. No, it's not to... because they're all, they're, no. all, they're all talking modern English. Yeah, they're like, all talking modern English, and they're like even to each other. They're like. Yeah, just case the joint. Like, right, <laughs> early French settler isn't saying that, no, even not, if they no. do speak English. That is mental, isn't it? Anyway, so Ace does persuade Annie to stay, um, but because of the, the now they're aware about the antipsychotics, uh, basically he's switched out her meds for candy. just little coloured meds. Candy, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah. this leads to... Can, can we stop seeing these meds being... Divide, like I'm so bored of seeing that. Yeah. Like, how many times do we have to see her meds being split into little bits? Like I'm sick of it. I get it. She's on meds. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, so because of these lack of meds, sorry to mention them again, Gary. Um, she keeps having visions of her mother, basically telling her, "Honey, honey." Yeah, like that. Uh, telling her. <laughs> To end, <laughs> so I'm not doing that. Well, it's, That's quite scary, actually. But it's shit. That was scarier than that was in most the, in the show. It's scarier uh, when you're sat on your own in your living room in sort of half darkness, and you can hear that through Emma. your headphones. Stop it, Emma. It's creepy. Emma. And they they tell um, Joy to sort of end. I tell um, Annie, sorry, to end Joy's suffering by essentially killing her. Uh, like she tried to do with Annie. Now, I didn't actually have a problem with these these visions because I was getting some like shining vibes. I was getting some, you know, it's quite Stephen King to see apparition, you know, apparitions, you know, pet cemetery. We see, you know, our boy, you know, t- trying to help all the whole time during yeah. the pet cemetery uh, film and book. And um, I, I didn't dislike it. I quite like Annie when she's on screen, and I think she's been one of the big pluses this season. Um, but Gaz wasn't a fan. Were you a fan, Emma? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I love Lizzie Kaplan as Annie. And I think this was... Yeah. The biggest question that we've had the whole way through this season is how is this Annie going to turn into our Annie? Or Kathy Bates' Annie? Yeah. And um, and I'm starting to, yeah. to see that happen again. I'm starting to see that kind of totally crazy fucking nut job um, come mm. out of the woodwork. And I, I really enjoyed this. I, I mean, I didn't like visually enjoy the terrifyingness of, of the apparitions um, or the voices coming mm. from the side of the room. Um, but I think it's important mm. to demonstrate the fact that she is fucking nuts. In theory, like there is absolutely nothing wrong with hearing, hearing voices and stuff. I mean, 
I'm talking about the show. If yeah, you're yeah, hearing yeah, voices, yeah. seek do, help. Do, do get that checked out. Do get checked out. Mm-hmm. Um, but in theory, that's that does sound like a nice idea. I just the 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 execution of it was shit. I thought the voice was rubbish and not scary, and it sounded. I hate this. I hate to keep using the phrase, but daytime TV. Yeah, it could have. It could have been episode of Charmed. Now, um, it, there was a cool one though. I will say this: I like the vision that she had in the bathroom where she looked yeah. in the mirror and then water just splayed out the mirror. That was cool. That was actually a very good use of like scary. a vision. That was very much like it or like moments in The Shining. Mm. That that for me was was really cool. Um, mm. So that one was good. Uh, Ace finds that Joy is an artist and um... <laughs> okay so this is the bit where he goes or not not Ace himself actually his little second in command mm. is like I think you want to know she does drawings just like Amity done drawings <laughs> and that's a woman as well <laughs> yeah oh she annoys me that she's right that one really why lady. this yeah. is so clumsy like yeah look at that, she does a drawing. And do you remember how when we had Emity around, she'd done all those drawings yeah. at the time that she and was in the woods. What's interesting as well is they've transitioned from French to old school London, you know. Yeah, so I'm thinking time period rather yeah. than location. Yeah, yeah, fair. Yeah, so um, what's interesting about this is obviously the drawings uh, tell Ace essentially that he's been blind this whole time and it's not uh, <laughs> but why do the drawings tell him this? I don't know it's just a drawing I know. like she can draw brilliant yeah. are, um, but about 10% of the population can draw he's that he's now convinced that, that Joy is actually the vessel um, so I was watching this and then I was like I was feeling a bit sorry for J.J. Abrams' police mate that got burnt last week because he was just like, well, <laughs> you sure that she's the vessel? He's like, yeah, it's de- definitely Annie. burn him for questioning me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but what are these drawings? Oh, for fuck's sake. Can we unburn him? Or... <laughs> nah, he's Quick, gone. Put his, put his bones, put his little ashes in the goo again, see if we can get him back. That is, <laughs> probably would work, to be fair. Yeah. And there's no consistent, there's no rules with the goo. Apparently. And I'll come on to that a bit later, because yep. we're going to move on to gooey Chris now. <laughs> um, can I just ask a question about Chris. the drawings? So, why on earth is Joy drawing over and over again a woman hanging another woman over a cliff. Because although Gareth has an issue with it, that is genuinely Amity, like not possessing her, but influencing her in some sort of way. It was freaky shit. Like, well, it's, no, it's not. Well, what's, well, what, what else it she, is she drawing that, Gareth? Joy's, Joy's, like, she's had a fucked up couple of weeks, let's be fair. So she's, she's gonna, drawing she's, cliff women. Yeah, she's drawing, like, either... She's about to fall down the cliff and her mum is the one who grabs her or the other way around. She sees what she's drawing. I think that drawing is going to be significant as a sort of what will happen in the future. Okay, so just put a pin in that. Probably around Castle Lake. Okay, Uh, that's my prediction. Mm -hmm. Let's move on to Gooey Chris. Uh, Gooey Chris has decided now is the time to go and kill Dr. H. (laughs) However, Gooey Chris fails at this task. And Dr. H somehow <laughs> strangles, strangles him. Gooey doesn't, Chris. Doesn't, yeah, it strangles Gooey Chris. With a stethoscope. Somehow not killing Gooey Chris, <laughs> but just making Gooey Chris unconscious. I will allow uh, the fact that this entire set of scenes was fucking awful. Yeah, I, I will allow you that. So, Gooey Chris is terrible. Yeah, so... How is how is he not dead? She's just she's no, that good. She's she she's knows. a skilled practitioner of 
strangulation via stethoscope yeah there. <laughs> yeah um so in a panic i'm bunching these all together right so we'll talk about it in a minute in a panic she takes unconscious gooey chris to the hospital <laughs> and pumps unconscious gooey chris <laughs> full of antipsychotics oh, which seem off. to stop gooey chris <laughs> being and, too gooey and bring back regular chris <laughs> Um, <laughs> so what did you guys think of this whole selection in the in the hospital because um, it had me cracked up to this, be fair this is abysmal yeah this was this is so I mean right so hold on he was killed by gooey priest right? yeah 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 brought back Augusta. but actually he's still allowed to be alive if he wants like if he can fight if he can fight against Frenchman, then he won't. He will no longer be Gooey Chris. Yeah, exactly. I mean, when's that rule ever been? There's no rules. You know, this is nonsense. There so, is no rules. There are no rules. So, and and it means that what happens later, there's no emotional. I I won't get. I won't talk about it yet. But there's a moment that yeah. I think they imagine is emotionally heartbreaking, yeah. and it has no pull at all because. Well, also, so, well, hold on. we're also not. In, we're not invested in Chris really. I like, don't care about Chris. They, they had a chance to make Chris sort of a more sympathetic character, but what they decided to do is in episode four, they turned him into Gooey Chris, which was just a silly move. Like, if, we, if you could have had him and Ace opposed to each other. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And instead, he, it, they just brought him into the Goo people. Um, for some Point, Pointlessly. Like, yeah. what, was the, what was the point? He's what has he nothing achieved to do. As, he's had, nothing, he's had one scene where he's talked to Ace, which anyone could have done. Yeah. Unless they're just worried about the extras. Anybody which could have is done fit, that. Well, the extras are terrible, so let's well, not... Um, real estate lady there JJ Abrams mate yeah I think that um, the best actors in this set of scenes were the two guys that came in and said kill anyone that's still alive yes Emma let's get on to that <laughs> so uh, for some reason for some reason two goons are deployed to the hospital uh, as they try to kill Nadia um, well not just Nadia just anyone that you see kill them shoot them Specifically, shoot makes them, no you know. sense. Why are they doing that when they could just drag them to the statue? Why and are they doing them? that? Why yeah. are they trying to kill everyone? And before this as well, there was a moment <laughs> where, um, where where Somalian goo man, yeah, Abdi's mate, goes like, "Now is the time. We need to cut the power and the phones, and then kill anyone that you see running around." Yeah, right. That is a bizarre scene with with Somalian goo man. And two other goo people, yeah, just standing around in a room in Marston House. Yeah. Why are they? What, what's happening here? How is he the uh, new lieutenant? Nonsense. This is all nonsense. And they keep explaining the nonsense decisions that they're making. That just makes it. It just draws attention to it even more. <laughs> Don't tell us what's going on. Just do it. Just do it. You could just have a shot of them cutting the power. Shot of them cutting the power. <laughs> shot of them cutting the power. Not shot of them in a room saying. We now need. it is the time to cut the power. Again, yeah, Christina exactly. Aguilera is directing this. Um, yeah. uh, two things. Mm-hmm. One, I think we have now officially recorded this podcast for longer than the episode itself. Congratulations, Tim. Yeah, um, <laughs> that is actually true. <laughs> That's um, but, but two, I, th- I think what they're trying to do, and, and yes, it is executed terribly here, um, it is two things. Like One, they are trying to get us invested in you know the emotion of Chris and Nadia, which no one cares about. It's boring. It, it, let's get over it. Um, but two, I think that they're trying to show us that there is a, there is a chance um, for 
uh, or, or there is a there is a way that this can be stopped, which is inject everybody with Haldol, and then the weird buggy goo things will yep. will get out of them. Yeah. So I, they're tr- yep. they're, they're trying. I think that's what they're trying to do. They're just not doing it very well. How are they going to do that as a mass deployment system? Gas. Oh, come on, there's no su- gas. Come yeah. on, if they do, if they do that, I'm not watching the show anymore. <laughs> if they make gas bombs out of antipsychotics and then throw it into the Marston house to stop the goo people, it's a bit like any kind of um like invasion of the body snatchers tommy knockersy esque thing is that if yeah. you get the, yeah. the top ponchos then the rest of them will probably amity all fall apart. if you get amity or the statue i'm thinking at this point then i think we're in yeah try and get the stone, the stone statue <laughs> with howdle mahogany so oh sorry is it mahogany um, i apologize yeah Shiny. so l- luckily with the use of um the antipsychotics uh, Chris is able to. Oh, mate, I'm able. I'm able to fight him off. I can. <laughs> I can fight him. Show me the drugs. So, sounds like you're on the toilet, guy. Well, <laughs> sounds like I'm on the toilet. It sounds like Chris is having a gooey all over the toilet himself. Yeah, he's having a good gooey. Um, but he helps. He helps her, and he. Um, they kill the 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 guys who are like. Okay, now I'm back and I've got a patient here. And if you don't open the door, it's, it's they're gonna get it. It's like, it's like, it's like I just don't care about any of this. Oh, but anyway, um, and then he gets shot tragically, Chris, in this in this moment. And this tragic. is the moment where we're supposed to really buy into this emotional relationship, which we've only had two scenes of. Yeah. One of which was at his apartment, yeah. and then they turned him into Gooey Chris, and yeah. then we've not had any interactions with them. No. So I don't buy their love for each other. I don't buy their relationship. I don't buy their history even. Cause I don't... Was it not sold to you by Nadia's... No! <laughs> I have to say, I have a thing against anyone shouting no in cinema. <laughs> Darth Vader did it terribly. Mm. Uh, you know, there's been more. She's a doctor. She's, she's supposed to be more level-headed than this. Although she does say, I'm just going to go get some more medicine. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to get medicine. I've never heard a real person do that. No. No. I tell you. I tell you what. Dealing like yeah, we, we've talked about this before actually in a, in a Watchmen podcast when when one of the characters loses someone that they care about and the way that they express themselves. There are ways of expressing yourself in moments of grief that aren't shouting no. <laughs> um, Give go, me one example. Go watch Hereditary mm. and when a, a character dies in that, oh watch Tony Collette's acting. And that will show you how you deal with shit like that. That is fucked up. Go watch Hereditary. Brilliant film. But yeah. uh, if you like horror, watch it. Um, so there, there are ways of doing it. That just This just didn't work. It just didn't work. <sighs> and I'm just bored of the Somalian storyline, to be completely honest with you. What is the Somalian storyline now? Where's like, Abdi? Abdi's not here Where is now? he? Like, <sighs> fuck knows. Is the I think you actually hit the nail on the head earlier when you said they're struggling to combine their two main story threads, but they're they're struggling to combine every single thread mm. in this. Like there was like a little, there was sort of like a little Stand by Me esque gang. You know, they're gone now. Like that's that was cool. Yeah, but never explored further. They they're struggling with the where's Chance? Yeah, no no, no appearance. We haven't seen Gooey Tim. <laughs> We haven't seen Gooey Tim at all. What's Gooey Tim? <laughs> he's Tim, but Gooey. He's Tim, but he's now Gooey. He's uh, he's Chance's mate, the the black kid, the young black kid who oh. gets run over car. when he's on his bike. 
Um, but they must have gooed him and then decided, <laughs> actually, gooey Tim, we don't need you anymore. Don't need him. I mean, he had more character than, no offence, the other Somalian goo man and um, real estate goo lady. They just haven't, they haven't melded these any of these stories Because together. they've no. got too many. Yes, I think, whereas season one had one central mystery that we were trying to explore, two central mysteries that we were trying to explore, this season has very obvious storylines, apart from the kid reveal last week, that they're struggling to bring together and they're telling us too many things. Mm. Yeah. Which I dislike. Yeah. Um, okay, so we didn't like the hospital stuff, so let's get away from there. Uh, code, code Red. I want to ask you a question about this Joy stuff. So Joy is kidnapped by Ace and held, for some reason, in the attic. Again. All right. Why? Would you not send her down to the tombs, which are padlocked? Why and, like, haven't guarded? they just killed her and put her in a goo box? Because they're waiting till sundown, the next day. That's when the exact <laughs> oh. four hundred ceremony is. Four hundred year ceremony. Well, can't they kill her? Good point. They could just kill her now, like, and then just put her in tomorrow. This is garbage. Probably needs and some fresh. No, it's like, goo. No, it's goo. It's goobage. And if <laughs> this is, if if this is the their prime like vessel. Mm. Like, why are they just putting one fella sitting on a chair in front of her room? Like, if they if they aren't going to kill her, well, why get... isn't everybody there guarding it? Like, n- all right, honestly, mate, put the paintbrush down. We're done with the murals now. Go and guard. <laughs> There's enough murals. Go and guard the vessel for a bit, please. Yeah. Uh, shit story, shit idea, shit execution. Yeah, uh, Annie. This is cool, though. She does get some cool kills in here. Love this. Video game style. I've written down. Mm. Um, she stealths her way to the top. Um, brutally slits one of the women's throats and then uh, sledgehammers Somali man who for some reason uh, unbeknownst to me what's this other woman's name like Estelle or something Helene 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 are you okay Helene what is what is wrong Helene Helene are you okay Helene I can see your brains leaking out of your head are you okay (laughs) Helene (laughs) it was shocking acting it like was abysmal like shocking um so bring back gooey tim is all i say great moment when he got smashed over the head with a sledgehammer though that was good Excellent. and it looked brutal that's some good stuff um so the that's gore- the blueberry that this episode <laughs> the gore factor's good here i just once again putting her in the attic uh then making annie question herself about whether just to kill joy i felt was a bit I know she's off her meds, but I felt we've been through this. We've we've recovered from this storyline. Yep. We've recovered from it. Like, we've had the dip here. Yep. Um, I thought it was so poorly placed. That was the thing. There was no need for it here. Again, combining too many storylines. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there was yeah, no yeah. need for her to be having these flashbacks at this moment. No. What did that What did that add? As they, as they leave the front of the house, uh, they see the whole town gathered in the front uh, garden or the back garden of the this master is great. house. Whichever one you want. Yeah, oh, this was cool. Stupid. I like, I like, I like. Actually, like all the people being being gathered there, and I like the creepy angel statue of the kid. I've got no issues with this. I like the statue. It's cool, isn't it? Uh, I don't want to look at it in case I get possessed. Well, that's it. You mm-hmm. know, um, as they try to run through the crowd, Annie is captured uh, and sees that Joy has done the typical thing that. And I'm amazed that Annie hasn't looked at it. To be honest with you, because that what's that fable in the Bible? Like, don't look back. And he looks back. I think that's an Oasis song, mate. Yeah, don't look yeah. back in anger. But um, 
you know the, the bible story i can never remember which one it is where they look back and says whatever you do don't turn around or you'll turn to that's stone. not a bible story that's um, a greek myth well, i think there's a bible story and then there's a greek myth like that but that's your... is this are you thinking of go on ace ventura when nature calls <laughs> he says like to the little raccoon don't, don't look, look back down. and he falls look i mean down. that and he looks down. that literally breaks my heart oh my every God. time that scene but anyway um she sees that joy has looked and is transfixed by the statue and now she's a zombie person too as they all march with the statue or now, is she i've got to say this is going to give Ooh, or this is, is she good call oh, well that'd be good emma i hope it is for joy's sake because it will give her the the actor an opportunity to act to be all right at acting because she's not very good Gaz doesn't like her, Emma. No, I, I, I don't necessarily disagree. She's, she's um, she's a she bit... can't cry. She cries. She tries to cry all the time, and she's really bad at it. Just give her some mm. tiger balm. You do that at school all the time. Um, I don't mm. think she is transfixed by the statue. I think she has just decided to fucking save herself. I think she's smarter than we give her credit for. Okay, well that would be an interesting plot twist that I would enjoy. But how can she march with these people and not look at the statue and not be transfixed? Just Why is she so down. special? Is it because she is the vessel? Maybe, perhaps, who knows? That's um, that's the end of the episode, guys. Um, it it was short, but don't listeners do not panic. I know we've seemed a little bit down this episode, but something we're never down on is all the Easter eggs and Stephen King references that we find in the episode. Yeah. So we're going to jump over Great. to Emma after the little scary jingle, the King Corner. Yay! I'm innocent, Red, just like everybody else here. The house is burning. Hi, Georgie. I'm afraid I have a tendency to turn up to the heat. Red rum! Red rum! Creepy Carrie! Creepy Carrie! You Hello! Welcome back to King Corner! Finally, we've got some Easter Yay. eggs. Um, shockingly, Yay. oh, sound enthusiastic, lads. Come on. Yay. Thank Yay. you. Better. Um, surprisingly, for such Hooray. a short episode, we actually have quite a few Easter eggs. Some of them mm. slightly tenuous, I will admit. Um, but uh, we're going to use them anyway. So I've got four blueberries to give away. Emma, so they might be coming your way. I would love a four blueberries for my King King Corner. Corner. Um, Mm -hmm. So, and and you two will will know this one very well. There is another town uh, that is constantly referenced and shown to us on the screen in in Castle Rock, and we see a lot of it in this episode. Derry. Derry. Yes. Derry. Why do we know Derry? It's Pennywise. That is where he dwelleth. It certainly is. Um, um, it's also the setting for a couple of other novels, like Insomnia and Dreamcatcher. Um, it's where they dwelleth. It mm. is where they dwelleth, indeed. Um, I, I wonder uh, whether this is a foreshadowing for season three, because we get... Oh, my God. Well, because we get a little That'd bit of that in season one with Salem's Lot. So we get, you know, the yeah, jumping would, off the if, bus yeah. and things like that. So that yeah. may be yeah. what is... Uh... If we were to get Derry for season three, that would blow my mind. And I would be bloody loving it. Because no offence to Castle Rock. It's lovely. Um, it's not. It's, it? her- it's horrendous. But Derry's got a little bit more charm to it. Um, even though it's, you know, inhabited by terrible parents and a clown that wants to eat I mean, everyone. it is called Castle Rock, though. The yeah, show. I know. I know. They have yeah, to keep it there. Derry's but, not uh, far from Castle Rock, so, you know. It's not far. <laughs> they, not don't far. Call it, they don't call the show Not Far From Castle Rock. <laughs> they call it Castle Rock. Well, we've spent well, half this season in Jerusalem's lot. 
So, you know. Correct. Um, right next door. Speaking of Jerusalem's lot, so we, uh, I mean, I don't really know how to describe this. Uh, deserted, possessed goo town, maybe. Yeah. It is a way for it. Um, it is slightly yeah. reminiscent mm. of uh, one of my favourite other kind of mass possessions. Um, none of you have read the book, but you have seen the terrible uh, TV miniseries adaptation. Uh, any any guesses? The Tommy Knockers. Yeah, I I, th- I think there's a there's a real feel of of, of the Tommy Knockers in this. Probably more it so. It does the novel. feel like the Tommy Knockers. It feels like they're all possessed, you know, and they're under the spell of the statue. Obviously, in Tommy Knockers, it's the bloody ship, isn't it, Emma, and the whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's so, a ship, not a statue. It's very similar. Yeah, it's it's the same. But Tommy Knockers, in a way, is cooler because I like aliens and stuff. So aliens and that, in a way. You like aliens more than you like French people. You've yeah. said that. You've always said that. Yeah, I have. Yeah. I'm British. We've got a we've got a natural rivalry. Yeah, That's we fair. do have a thing, don't we, about the French? Mm. Um, I love the French. Uh, great cheese. Very lovely. <laughs> Camembert. Oh. Camembert roulette. Mm. Brie. Lovely. Let's keep going. So, um, <laughs> Borsan. Annie's. <laughs> <laughs> no cheddar, though, is it? No. We mentioned Agreed. Annie's Good. dead mother being uh, akin or giving us vibes of The Shining. Uh, yeah. Can anybody tell me the mm. name of uh, said character from The Shining um, and why we might recognise a uh, a hark back to that film? Ooh. Is, it, is it the dead woman in the from the bath? Room two, three, seven. Yeah, correct. Did you yeah. know that her name is? Yeah. Is that her name? Uh, well, I mean, that's what we'll call her. Yeah. Uh, Do you know her name is actually yeah. Mrs. Massey? Is it? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, oh. so, uh, yeah, Dead Woman in the Bath in 237 in the Kubrick adaptation and 217 yeah. in the book, um, which has also yeah. come up again in uh, Doctor Sleep, which Lucy and I have just reviewed. Lovely stuff. Um, Lovely. Looking forward to that. Mm. Now, you mentioned this, Gaz, as being the one blueberry that this episode gained. Uh, why was it so important to see Annie wielding a sledgehammer? Because that's what she hobbles our that's boy what with. I was going to say, and you interrupted it's Gaz's me. Chance. Well, Gav looked at me confused. He looked at me generally confused. <laughs> no, like, give me the answer. Seen misery. I've I've podcasted on misery. Correct. I know all about the sledgehammer mm. and Annie Wilkes. Yeah. That's good. That's a good moment. Yeah, it's not it the is. same in the book, though, is it, Em? Uh, no, not quite the same. It's a. Uh... <laughs> It's a little bit more brutal in the book, but let's not talk about that because it's fucking vile. Um, but yeah, in the film adaptation with Kathy Bates and James Kahn, uh, yeah. Paul Sheldon is hobbled by a sledgehammer. Um, yeah, that's one of the most horrible things I've ever seen. It's e- I hate, I yeah, hate that horrendous. scene. I think if you ever had, if you ever had an injury where you have not been able to walk for a while, the thought of then that happening to you is mental. And it just makes me feel sick. Yeah, horrific. Just after it healing. Oh, oh no. no. Um, so Ugh. apart from that, there are some some tenuous links in terms of of possession. Um, King is very mm. much that of the of the opinion that once you're dead, you're dead. Um, most is he? Well, in terms of your soul, um, your your soul you is gone. You can't come back. You can't come yeah. back as you were, so to speak. But so pet cemetery, you know, yeah. we've got the Wendigo possessing, exactly. possessing people, yeah. um, and then whereas yeah. this kind of goes against that because we're the, the spirit of the human vessel is living on in f- bugs, or whatever that is. The only yeah. um, mm. the only bit of King Canon that you can link to this from my research is Dreamcatcher, which it looks like I might have to yeah. add to my reading list. 
yeah, add it to the reading list. Uh, but I just don't think there's anything like this in the King works. No, it's they very should different. have just gone with vampires. They should have just gone with vampires. It makes so much sense for Salem's Lot. It makes so much sense for vampires. Just have more character about them, and this is the thing. Like they just. You know they're sexy sometimes. They're alluring. They're dangerous. Ooh, they're you know, they're villainous. Mm. They're most yeah, but fair. True blood wise, very sexy. But what I'll say is, Even they should have just gone with that because then it would have, well, yeah, hundred percent. It would have given the storyline and the the actors just more to work with. I don't necessarily think that Ace is terrible or the goo people are terrible. You do think when that. you? Yeah, I do think that. But when you read the script. As an actor, what can you do when it says, okay, in a flat goo person delivery, say, now our plan is complete. Like, they're getting a script <laughs> that is, honestly, we could write their script. Yeah. Well... We could write their script. In the short story, Jerusalem's Should Lot, we? which is the Maybe. prequel... Maybe we stop doing this. And, yeah. ...to Salem's Lot. Yeah, go on. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it is, uh, it's a giant worm that possesses everyone. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, you know, Stephen King is a bug. bit mental. Um, no, I mean giant worm, like fucking tremors or something. I love that. It's I hilarious. love giant worms. I love tremors. You should read that short story. I'd, um, I'd prefer, I'd prefer the giant worm, please. So in a way, there is a King Corner Easter egg in Jerusalem's lot for tremors, uh, and that that is King Corner for you this week. Lovely stuff. Um, I never thought tremors would get a mention in any of our podcasts. One but, of my uh, favourite films. That it has is, yeah, I love it. Bloody love that. Um, all right. Well, I'll give that. I'll give that King Corner a three blueberry, which means I've still got one blueberry left. Good Thanks, to say, get, get ready for the feedback section, guys. Right. Okay, because we're moving on to feedback. Now, uh, we've had a couple of emails this week, um, just talking about stuff, really, like the episodes oh, and yeah. that. So I thought we'd um, thought we'd read them out and that. Makes so sense. the first one's from Tara, and remember, you said that her surname was a red apple tree last week, Gav. I said, I said, I'm. Not convinced this is yeah, her. Correct. Surname, it's but not. I hope it is. No, it's not. Because it would be amazing. Uh, I just, I just include it. She says, uh, "No, a red apple tree is the letters of Tara backwards." If you take, oh, the I first love that. One. So That's much very, thought into. It's quite it. cute, isn't it? It's lovely. It's lovely that. It is a shame um, that it's not her surname because yeah, that would be a cool surname. Change it anyway. by default. Uh, she has had this to say. I know we have alternate universes and timelines with King's works, and they love giving us Easter eggs. But pop mentioning. Uh, mentioning of Hubie simply seemed to imply Salem's lot happened in this universe. But maybe I'm reading too much into uh, what was just meant to be fan service. I thought that as well, Emma, by the way, that Salem's lot has definitely happened um, and Pop was involved in it in some well, way. I, I like that and, and I hope it has, but I'd like someone to expand on it. Well, I, I just don't think they, they've just sacked vampires off. I do, however, think that this is not the universe misery we know Annie Wilkes in. I don't feel like this Annie has the capacity of being a serial killer. I think we're getting an anti-hero, very flawed, but falling on the side of good. Right. She killed her father by mistake. <clears throat> Maybe the attempt on Rita in Annie's twisted mind was a mercy. Everything she has done from that point was a misguided way to protect and care for Joy. She is willing to do most anything for Joy, sacrificing herself in the process. I agree with that. I, I agree with that. But then then my question is, well, what's the point in calling her Annie Wilkes? I don't know. I like, don't know at this point. What is the point? I, I, I think I think they've... Mm, I've said it before. They've made her too sympathetic. Mm. She needs to have more of an edge. I know she's got an edge. 
But I mean, they need to make. I don't believe that she would do the things to Paul Sheldon that she does. Maybe in the next two episodes, they can pull it around no. an event like losing Joy and seeing all this crazy shit will do that. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure. She says, Thank you guys again for awesome reviews and everything else you do. I give you all five blueberries. Thank you very much. Thanks, Tara. Um, Tara. Thanks, Tara. Tara. Tree. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, Laura Beamish has had this to say. I feel like I have to make it noted that as someone who, by the end of the first season, 100% um, stood by the innocence of the kid, I am 100% not disappointed at the this bottom of the seventh. Uh, out of left field appearance, it flipped my shit, but I loved it. Also not complaining to have Billy S back, if I'm honest. I mean, and Lucy would, you know, definitely agree with yeah. you on that. She's obsessed with... Uh, the old scars guards and uh, any of them to be honest with you mm. she'll take any of them uh, just throwing take anything she would indeed yes uh, just throwing things at the wall here but does this new reveal bring a new light to the ravening angel maybe those excerpts we heard in the laughing place will come back good point mm. that's interesting uh, i don't know what it says as the episode description on hulu presumably the same thing but over here on crave it's an angel watches over the place as the devil technically was an angel before rebelling against Glod. Uh, Glod? Claude. Glod. <laughs> Glod, our glorious ruler. All hail, Glod. Gaz, has Len been glued? I think he's been glued. Before rebelling against God. And we, of course, know the kid has been referenced as both by different people i do hope this means he is the constant if you will obviously the constant referring to lost uh can't take credit for this but wondering what you think (laughs) way back in season one when the kid says how many years old are you and has it begun is he trying to get a gauge on what year it is but is just a year uh you know so trying to i'm i think what she's asking there is he's trying to figure out when the rebellion is going to happen. You know, right. the, you know, he doesn't know necessarily what he year wants to know it is. It's 2019. Um, yeah. So it's, it's time early. for the, for the, for the uprising, um, like the that. French uprising, the goo people. Yeah. I like that. And as I said, go back and watch season one now. It makes it far more interesting. She also has this to say as a complete aside, if Bill Skarsgård is Randall flag in castle rock and Alexander Skarsgård is Randall flag in the stand, which we know that he's been cast as Randall flag in the, in the new remake of the stand. Mm-hmm. Do we match up the rest of the Skarsgård family with other Stephen King adaptations where flag makes an appearance and be done with it? That'd be cool. <laughs> Just get the whole Skarsgård family playing, uh, yep different flags the biggest one you'd have an issue with is the terrible scars guard that was in westworld season two i don't know what would cast him i mean i just don't see him as a flag to be honest with you so he can be the he can be the the best one's the dark tower flag so i don't know who you know how how many versions of flag are there in five literary well no he's always the same he's in insomnia but he's different he's in dark tower he's in um, but he's different in the stand to how he is in Dark Tower, uh, right? Like, yeah, it's the multiverse. It's the multiverse situation, Gareth. Yeah, well, maybe yeah. there so is a uh, maybe there is a bit of a Westworld crossover because our our boy Zar McLaren uh, is in Doctor Sleep. There you go. So there is a crossover there. Uh, she says, anyway, great job once again with the pod. I'm still sad I didn't discover it until this season, but here I am with nothing factual to add. But love listening to you guys. That's Keep okay, it up. Lord. No, very good. Go back and very listen. good. Um, factual opinions there and i like factual opinions i 
based my whole review system off of them. Uh, Todd Bradley has had this to say. Hey guys, hate to say it, but this episode, and this is referring to this episode that we had oh, uh, reviewing today. Hate to say it, but this episode did nothing for me. Uh, Very mediocre and at times boring. Agreed. Obviously not all episodes can be as good as last week's, but this once again mm. falls into the same problems as episodes four and six, which we totally agree with. Yep. The pacing is, well, apart from Emma, the pacing <laughs> is all over the place. And just when you thought Ace couldn't be creepier, not the good scary creepy, but the to catch a predator creepy he goes after a 16 year old <laughs> just a few thoughts why can chris come back to himself after he was clearly killed by the priest and resurrected as I a don't french know, worker todd. yeah well todd we said this in the podcast it's 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 inconsistent rules the good thing that horror has to have is rules you have to have rules with supernatural shit there aren't any here uh, where the hell is pop is his second question um once again i we don't said know that. todd <laughs> we can just keep saying I'm that every single like answer. A new catchphrase. Yeah. Um, how did the police get Annie and Joy to come out to the to the house? I know that the whole town was possessed by the statue, but only the ones who were in at the parade. So the cops at the station should have been fine, just like Nadia. Yeah. We once again, I don't know, Todd. Poor Todd. Uh, we think it, he's t- here looking for answers, but, and all we're saying is we yeah, don't well, know. We said that the chief might be good. I don't know. He's definitely good. Um, where did yeah? Where did Ace go when Annie and Joy made their escape? Just goo people stuff. I don't know, Todd. <laughs> goo people stuff. Um, does Ace think that Amity is picking her host? I never understood that and I probably missed something. But last episode, J.J. Abrams' cop friend told him Annie might not be the right one and Ace burns him alive. This episode, <laughs> Ace sees some paintings and changed his mind. <laughs> right. Is Todd... Is Todd one of us? Because one of us, one of us, become a goo person goo with us. Um, no, you're right, Todd. That's basically that's our podcast in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. To be honest with you, um, so we agree with everything you've said. Um, and yes, Amity does seem no to be picking her host, or at least that's what uh, you know. That's what Augusta or Ace is reading into it. He says through three blueberries from him for the episode oh wow okay you're off the podcast yeah which actually was higher than us uh, other than Emma who is obviously insane so Emma start taking your meds again mate come on no I refuse I want to allow the bug to possess me she's got got, Emma's getting visions going Emma 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 Emma, give them all blueberries definitely having nightmares give them all of your blueberries (laughs) make them clean blueberries it is important to wash your blueberries. Yeah, always wash them before eating. You don't Correct. know what you pesticides know. are on them. Nope. So that is, you know, we are very good uh, advocates of clean blueberry eating. All but, fruit, in fact. In, yeah, all if of you're it. going to eat it with and skin salads. On. We're going to have so, a salad, aren't we, Gareth? Yep. And we're going to we're wash gonna our wash, lettuce leaves. Wash that lettuce. Um, enough about our dinner plans. If you would like to get in touch with us about your dinner plans or anything <laughs> to do with Castle Rock, you can email us at fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com. That is fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com. It will be in the show notes as well. So you can just click on that little hyperlink, go through, send us your thoughts. We do love getting your thoughts. We do love your subscriptions and we do want some reviews. So please do send us those and get in touch with us on any social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you name it, we're on it. Search Fan Critical. I'm sure you'll find us. Um, that's it for this week. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, in a way, I mean, the episode was 34 minutes long. We've been recording for over an hour. Yep. So but we, this has been fun. So. Yeah, it's actually been fun. <laughs> the good thing I like about podcasting is, and I, I'll say this, it, when something's really good, it's great to podcast on. When something's really like bad, mm. if you have a bad episode of television, it's so much more fun to podcast on because <laughs> we just get to have a bit more fun with it, um, to be honest with you. And when stuff's mediocre, that's when it's really hard to podcast on because it's just, you know, 
there's not much to say about it. But at least this one, we've got some strong opinions, which is good. And this season has been a roller coaster. Let's hope, fingers crossed, we see the kid, we see Henry, we maybe see Molly, we see some of the season one characters, mm. and we wrap up season two in a very satisfying way. In two episodes. Well, there's a lot. I hope they just. I hope they just stick the landing because if they stick the landing it'll be okay and we'll get a season three and that's the most important thing here mm. so everyone let's keep on trucking let's keep on gooing and let's uh let's uh see if we can get goo to the your end. own way yeah goo your own way everyone and goo the way of castle rock thanks emma goodbye thanks gooey gaz all hail glory <laughs> <laughs> and i've been gooey len uh returning to the hot seat uh it's goodbye from us very good bye <laughs> 